It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, do you think, had Scott Stapp not so spectacularly blown up in our faces, do you think that Creed would still be around or maybe not have fallen so fast? Because I swear, like, like Torn, I think, is is a, is a great rock song. I, I, I Straight up, no, no questions asked. Like, that's a banger. And th- I mean, this song is catchy. <laughs> it's not bad. What do you think? I don't know. I stopped kind of following Creed after 2002. <sighs> yeah, because it's like you you couldn't. You couldn't get away with it. If you were a youngster, especially, that was social suicide, man. To be cool with Creed. Yeah, Torn, man. That's a jam, dude. <laughs> I just want to say it again. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget. <laughs> what? Okay, sorry. I've been watching a lot of videos this week of how cool of a guy Bob Saget was. <laughs> and this song reminded you of that? Eh. Oh my God, you're such Not a... really, but... Dude, you put on this uh, this act like you're like, you know, you're Mr. Cool... You don't care. You're a softie. You're on honestly. Oh, I can definitely a be a softie. You're a softie. Sure. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Mark Tremonti, a tremendous, a Tremonti guitar player, in my opinion. That guy can rip. <laughs> Mark Tremonti project for sure. Alter Bridge. Oh, oh, oh Alter Bridge, dude. Uh, but back to Bob Saget. <laughs> Fantastic comedian, man. What a what a loss, dude. This next one I want to uh, dedicate to the late Matt Miller, who passed away I on like Saturday. I also got to say this, and I feel like the biggest idiot when we were talking playoffs in the last segment. I should have known better. I'm a Cowboys fan. I called Trayvon Diggs by his older brother's name, Stefan Diggs. That's right. Trayvon Diggs is the intercepting guy. Yeah, that stinks that that happened. And, you know, we forgive you, though. You got a lot going on as the leader of the game. You can't be just, Well, you know, you know what? Maybe, um... You know, Super Bowl 56, mm-hmm. we could get Stefan Diggs versus Trayvon Diggs. Whoa, that would be rad. Um, more screen time for Trayvon kid, Diggs' kid. That is the cutest little kid, man. Have you seen him? No. They, like, oh, yeah. They, dude. Watch his film with them and stuff. And yeah, they put a microphone that. in his hand, and he goes, dude. Yeah. He is like, this kid, if he's not gifted athletically like his entire family, He's got a future in TV. He is a natural, man. Cute kid. Is it kind of like that kid that, you know, they watches the Powerball with his grandpa? <laughs> really? Really? Uh-huh. That kid? Uh-huh. That kid was made for TV. Yes. that This kid, the Trayvon Diggs uh, son, he's a gay, an adorable kid. <laughs>
On John's last day, I tried to get Scott Stapp on for the second time, and I got nothing back from the publicist it's just or like, the manager or whatever. I, I don't. I'm not even being mean when I say what is Scott Stapp doing that's more important than getting some free pub, dude. I always thought like I don't know if it's maybe just because um, I work in a media market type of place. But, like, if I was a celebrity, you know, that had a run like Scott Stapp, maybe at that status, I think it'd be fun to just do random interviews and, and talk to people. Like, you want to talk about making somebody's life? Yeah. I'm not saying that would necessarily make my life. It was Scott Stapp, you know, Dude. maybe Bret Hart. Ooh. That would be sweet. That's, the of course, man. my dream interview. Ooh. But because uh, I know he would bring amazing stories. He's the best storyteller I think I've ever heard yeah. in, anything, in anything. Wow. Um. But uh, I think that that would make so many people's days, so many people's lives. You know? Oh, that would have like been that. amazing. And it's just like, like I said, like I'm sure Scott Stapp is working on something. You know, and he might he needs somebody to plug it. And it's like, first, we're not making fun of you. This is this is good. You know, we're not trying to make fun of you. And you can plug whatever you need to plug right here. Let's do it. Um, I yeah, missed opportunity for Scott Stapp. Um, I have a question though. Go ahead. Big Steve, the song that you said you've been mixing for three years, does it sound anything like that? Like, what do you mean? Like, like Creed. Creed. Like Creed? No. Yeah. Does it have instruments? It does. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was worried you were going to say no, and, and then no, I was going to say We're having a much it. different conversation. Yeah, no, it, say, stop it. It does have actual instruments as well as some electronic blended stuff. It's very Linkin Park-esque. Hmm. To me, like the techno or EDM to me, that is not music. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be called music. If it's all just done by computer, it's not music. Listen, I'll say this. I stumbled upon the old, uh, you remember Doom, the video game? Oh, sure. I, I stumbled upon the old soundtrack to that. Man, I think I could listen to that for days. I was Doom 64? Doom, dude. Just like... Oh, are you, are you talking about the movie The Rock made? Back no, no, now listen. That's not as bad as uh, as people made it out. I've to never be. seen it. Oh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I'm a big uh, that other guy or the other guy that's in the movie with him. I like him and The Rock's. I think a good actor, and I liked the movie and Doom, the original video game. The soundtrack is killer. Question for both of you before yeah. we get to Mitch Palm. Well, you probably wouldn't know, Big Steve. The Rock, yeah, better better entertainer as an actor or wrestler. Um, okay, so as The Rock, if you watched wrestling with him in his heyday, he's up there like Hall of Fame level, like strong. I mean, The Rock, what a character. Um, but I think that sometimes in movies he struggles a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he's a good actor and he's funny and he's got chiming and you can tell he's a natural, but in some stuff you're like, Gugh. I had to watch this movie about him, like taking people down the Amazon river and it sucked. It was a Disney movie. And I just was like, this is terrible. And I thought, man, The Rock, the wrestler, would never do this. You know what I mean? Like, he would never be involved in this. Here's my hot take for the show. Uh Uh-oh. The Rock's best credit as an actor was his cameo in the Reno 911 movie. Oh, I forgot all about that. Oh, that movie was hilarious. Okay, so what did he do? What did he do in the movie? Second would be Gridiron Gang. So... (laughs) 
uh, in that Reno 911 movie, he, uh, like, I don't know if he was, like, bomb squad or something, or he was, you know, when the, the, the building, the convention center with yeah. all the police officers yeah. gets taken over by terrorists or something. He's there to yeah. kind of, like, break things up. And, uh, yeah. uh he, uh. He, he like dies right away. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that was good. That he, one was he like good. drops a grenade and he starts kicking in. Yeah, yeah, just a real quick thing. That was funny. That was funny. Steve, you got anything, Steven? Uh, not really. You don't like The Rock? Well, he's a good person. Not really big on him as an actor. Hmm. He's been in a couple of things where he's like, okay, you did well, but yeah, you're like, what's the big deal with this guy? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Steve, very judgmental today. Mitch Palm, let's do it. Yeah! You've heard of Ken Palm. Well, that guy. Here's Mitch Palm with tonight's prediction. Well, tomorrow night's prediction, Mm -hmm. or tomorrow morning's prediction. We're less than 24 hours away, friends. The Cats hosting Texas Tech, number 19 team in the country. K-State 8-7, 0-4 in the conference. Meanwhile, the Red Raiders are 13-3 and 3-1. In the Big 12, it starts with Texas Tech, of course. We're previewing the Red Raiders as, uh, well, they've won their last three, uh, which have all taken place in the last seven days. So they have three losses, and they're kind of like the K-State women. It's an impressive if, – if you if there's a anything called a, a, an impressive resume of losses, they, theirs is decent. Number 23, Providence. Number two, Gonzaga. Number 15, Iowa State. Jeez. It's nothing to worry about. Meanwhile, the last three wins was Saturday against number six, Kansas. Tuesday at number one, Baylor, which ended Baylor's like 22-game winning streak. And then yesterday, beating Oklahoma State by 21 points. They, I think, are the hottest team in basketball right now, at least over this last week. They're climbing the rankings. I mean, they're skyrocketing up the rankings. Uh, the thing is, though, Texas Tech did not have their top two scorers in that KU game. Did not have Terrence Shannon Jr., averaging 14 a game. Kevin McCuller, who's averaging 13 in contest, both were out for that Kansas game. If you heard Ryan Hyatt in the first hour, which if you didn't, look up the Game KMAN podcast, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and listen to that interview. Great details on the Red Raiders. Uh, in the Baylor game, they also did not have Terrence Shannon. And in the Oklahoma State game, no Terrence Shannon, the oh. top scorer. Uh, like Ryan Hyatt mentioned, Shannon tweeted earlier today, 8.26 in the morning, and says, Can't keep an animal in a cage for too long. Back with the game tomorrow. So the Red Raiders are full strength for the first time in four games for this K-State game. And he did mess up his back. We'll see how much he plays. He might be limited. But him just being in the lineup, possibly being in the lineup, Mitch Palm does not like that for K-State. No, that's not good. That smells bad. So Mitch Palm predicted K-State would beat TCU. Well, Mitch Palm was wrong. And I figured out why Mitch Palm was wrong. We didn't have famous alumni in the TCU Ooh, Mitch Palm. That was right. a, It really threw off the numbers. Ugh. Really threw it off. All right, so uh, there were three that stood out here for Mitch Palm. The first one is Josh Abbott. From the Josh Abbott band. Mitch Palm doesn't like that mu- that kind of music. Doesn't think it's any good. It's that modern country. Blah. Get it out of here. Mitch Palm almost just completely shut down for the day. Shout out mid, uh, Josh Abbott. The next famous alumni for uh, Tech is uh, John Hinckley Jr. Oh, no. You know who he is? Yeah, that's not good. Uh, he attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Oh. And then the last one Mitch Palm brought up here is Art Bryles. 
Yeah, so uh, a rough list. Jeez. A rough list of famous alumni, Advantage K-State. Yeah. Now, next when it comes to Texas Tech is really a breakdown of the numbers and how good they can be defensively. Now, Texas Tech comes into this game. They are ninth in the nation rebounding margin, so they really get after the boards. They out-rebound, on average, their opponents nine and a half. That's a huge number. They are 11th in the country by limiting teams to only 37% shooting this year. That is best in the Big 12. Like, we know K-State can play good defense and keep teams at a pretty low number when it comes to field goal percentage. Texas Tech is better in the overall category. Now, K-State is 5% better when it comes to stopping teams from shooting the three. However, Mitch Palm saw that as a big key in this t- in the TCU game. Well, TCU won by hitting a wide-open three-pointer, so maybe not so much of a factor in this one. Uh, also, uh, TCU or uh, Texas Tech, rather, according to Ken Palm, is number four in defensive efficiency. Mitch Palm is them at number five, but really not too much of a difference there. Uh, another factor in this game is uh, from Texas Tech, Adonis Arms. 6'5 guard from Milwaukee. He's a super senior from Winthrop. Uh, Mitch Palm really likes his name. Advantage Texas Tech. He had a game-winning, amazing dunk against Baylor. And I thought, Mitch Palm thought, Adonis Arms was a very fitting name for that kind of play. <laughs> and got the uh, new uh, NIL from, uh, uh, what you call it? The, the chicken. Oh, uh, yeah, Raising Kings. Yeah, so, like, he's on fire right now. But how about another advantage for K-State? Yeah! Here's an advantage for the Cats here. Junior guard Clarence Nadolny and freshman forward Daniel Bacho are both from France. Well, here's the deal. I am actually technically French royalty. I had an ancestor back in the 1600s, a prince... Got shipped over to Canada because he was kind of a hellraiser. What? And then you know he you know had a family and stuff. That family made its way down to Kansas. Grew up in like the uh, Concordia Clyde area. Well, that family happens to be my mom's side of the family. Wow. So technically, I'm French royalty. Uh, you know, pretty far descended, but hey, it's still in my bloodline. Doesn't that mean I can technically to- tell these two dudes what to do? Yeah. But technically, yeah, yeah. I mean, a proclamation. Mark, Mark I, I sit right there next to the opposing bench. Uh-huh. The players run by me all the time. They usually like check in right next to me. Like, no, you got to go all the way down. Go to the middle, ding yeah. dong, and check in. <laughs> uh, I can tell them to go back to the bench. I think. Shut them down. You can tell yeah. them to go back to France. You can be like, get out of here. I'm. T- I don't want to see you anymore. Uh, can I see your visa, yes. sir? Take the Adonis arms with you. Okay. Now. Um, you know, K State has right now the top three score, uh, three of the top twenty scores in the Big Twelve. Nigel Pack is sixth in the Big Twelve. Marquise Noel tenth in the Big Twelve. So K State has two of the top ten scores in the Big Twelve right now. Mark Smith, um, right now leading and rebounding, and he's also twentieth in the Big Twelve in scoring. However, it it really truly feels like those three have been carrying the team lately. They have really been K State's make it or break it. Mm-hmm. They have been the force right now. It, of course, there's you know. Other guys are, are making plays, but it's not consistent. I think these three have definitely been the most consistent. Everybody else, you lack the consistency. And right now, Texas Tech is way too consistent, and everybody is contributing. It's 
I mean, they have depth. I mean, they're going 8, 9, 10. Yeah. That are going to come in and play really good basketball. Ken Palm sees this as a 32% chance of K-State winning, 66-61 the final. But Mitch Palm is giving K-State 39% chance because Bruce Weber has beaten a top 25 team every year he's been at K-State. So maybe this could be the day. Mitch Palm says 39% chance Texas Tech wins 68 to 62. Now, Bruce Weber had some comments about Texas Tech earlier today and also an update on if uh, Mike McGurl and uh, on the bench, of course, Coach Shane Southwell. Will he be back for this game? We'll find out next with the best of Bruce Weber. Yeah, it's an okay song. Yeah, just okay. It's all right. It's all right. Sigh. Nah, this is a banger, baby. Crank it. You know what I'm saying? Up to 17. Oh! And then Big Steve turns it off. Big Steve is across the glass. Mitch Fortner with David G. Yeah, yeah. I think I've announced this or announced our names all show. Oh. You just kind of get lost. You figured you know, people, the millions and millions of the game fans know who we are. And if you don't, if you don't know who we are already... The, the big three, as we're called around here. Uh, why don't you pack your bags and get the heck out of town? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you get us go outside and grab a stick off the tree, and you get a handkerchief, and you put your most valuable possessions, and you tie it up on the stick, <laughs> and hit the tracks, pal, because you don't know who we are. I don't know who you are. Well, wait a minute. What about our listeners in Kansas City? We have listeners in Kansas City. We're in Wichita. Whoa. Uh, we have listeners in St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. Salina. Nice. Uh, big listeners in Salina. Where else? Where are they at? Uh, Conco- Hayes. I know we got a lot of listeners in Hayes. Concordia. Con- yeah. People are listening. That's a little bit more Jayhawk country, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are listening in Great Bend, Dodge City, Gr- Garden City, Liberal, Hutch, uh, Wichita Derby. Um, area Mulvane. Uh, people are listening in Colorado, Wyoming. We used to be able to tell Big Steve. You might be able to look this up on on our SoundCloud. We could. We used to be able to break down city by city. Like it would give us the top ten cities. It would give us the top ten countries Whoa. That, uh, that, that listen to the game. I remember, uh, like, of course, you know, I'm French royalty, so France. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, they listen. There's to the a game lot of a people lot. in Canada. Yeah, you yeah. know, French uh, Canada. Let's see here, top. Uh, you have to zoom in. There yeah, for zoom me. it and boom it. Our there, top, well, our, Ireland. Our, how about that? Our top three countries: United States, and I think this is just this week, right? Yeah, India. Holy crap! Shout out to almost, India. We have almost nineteen thousand listens over the last week from India, dude. Top yeah. cities: Rockford, Illinois, the Peaches. Wait, how in the world is Tampa, Florida, she's, one of our? She's crying, sir. Love that. What What do you know about Tampa, Florida? Uh, what do I know about Tampa, Florida? Um, I know that it's uh, St. Louis is number two. A heck of a place. I don't know any. I don't know anything about. How Tampa. is How are we having so many listens in Tampa, Florida? Hey, maybe they just are into the Wildcats, man. Rockford, Illinois. I don't. I, I don't know how, but we love UCF. You. Is in Orlando, right? Yes. Uh, I don't think that'd be yeah. a reason why. 
Manhattan, Kansas. Remember, these aren't super approximate. So if they're around an area, it can also count towards another. If they're especially if they're streaming off their cellular plan. Right. How about that? Numbers through the roof. Hey, you can find me in St. Louis where the gun play ring all day. If nineteen thousand is this week's numbers, that's the highest we've ever had. Wow. I'll tell you what. I think it's do they know is really pumping them numbers up. Really just through the roof. Because it's well, taking let's take a, a look at those Thursday numbers. It's taking uh, a, no, it's Tuesday. 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 Not, what do we do on Thursday. Tuesdays? Nothing. Nothing. We're just ourselves. Uh, it looks like for this week, what got the most plays on Tuesday was Wildcat Insight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. From the day the before. I was by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait a Looks minute. Looks like uh, for hour one, you got 370, hour two, 304. Oh. All right. Hey, sounds good, you three hundies. We got to get to Bruce Weber here. It's the best yeah. of Bruce as we uh, he previewed, of course, uh, Texas Tech coming up and, uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, Mike McGurl, is he uh, going to be good to go for tomorrow? Hey, Bruce, are you expecting uh, Mike and Shane back for this one? You know, Mike, Mike got out of protocol and got a day of practice in today, so he's good. Uh, Shane is still up in the air. You know, we got one more one more shot for him tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. And uh, give me a breakdown on Texas Tech. Is there a hotter team in college basketball right now? No, they've been special, and they, they've done it without, I guess you would consider their two mainstay guys. You know, they've done it without Shannon and McCullough at times. Obviously, McCullough came back. It was really instrumental in their, their win um, against Baylor. You know, Mark's done a great job. They got some veteran guys that transferred in. Uh, he's got them playing their butts off, and they're playing together. They're playing hard. They're, you know, their defense is, is a little different than what you see on a normal day, obviously taking charges. I think six last night against Oklahoma State just kind of allows a lot of freedom on offense. Uh, we, You know, it's it comes down, it's going to be toughness. It's going to be discipline. You know, can we defend them one-on-one? Um, and then on the other end, just uh, making the right plays, a simple plays. They they take you out of what you normally do uh, with a lot of switching. You know, with some of it, we're going to have to move that basketball uh, side to side and, and then beat them once we move them. I think that's the biggest thing. So uh, rebounding is a, a big factor. That's the toughness part. Uh, you know, they're plus eight or nine. Uh, overall and and they just they crash and they, they allow guys to go one-on-one iso a lot and then the other guys are crashing seeing if they can pick up those misses and get their opportunities and last one for me how did the guys bounce back from that last game and practices this week they're good and then i you know obviously it was uh you know it was a gut check it was a heartbreaker i mean i can use a lot of words the whole last you know, 12, 13 days have been, It's uh, to me, I would almost think it's a, a bad dream with a, with a nightmare the other day at the end. You know, but, uh, you know, we, they were very, we all text with them, talked to them late into the night after the game. Uh, they came back very quiet, which you hope, you know, no messing around. We just said, hey, guys, we're not going to watch it. We're moving forward. We got to, you know, we know what we did. You make one play, you score up on a, press breaker you make a free throw you you know you get a stop you make all those offensive offensive mistakes you get a stop at the end uh, you still find a way to make a way to way to win a game and uh, I thought yesterday was good we just tried to make it you know short snappy make you know prepare them best we could for 
what Texas Tech is going to do with a hard-fought game the night before where guys played 35-37. Today was a good practice. They just give you a different looks, and you got to figure it out. I still remember a few years ago when they were in the Sweet 16, one of the coaches, they were, you know, going to play. He said, you know, can we, what do you got to do? And, uh, like, do you run your stuff? You're going to be in trouble because they take you out of it. You got to, you know, do some different things. Hopefully we can do enough different things that allow us to score. Yeah, Bruce, obviously a, a tough stretch, four-game stretch you guys have ahead. What's kind of your message to the guys right now? What are you telling them to try and stay positive, knowing that you're going into to a rough stretch? Well, we went through a rough stretch. I don't know how much you can get rougher without coaches, without players, without practice. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, you know, just – you know, all you can do is it, it, this is about our guys and helping them and and being positive and you know they we got a great group. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's uh, they care, they they want to do well. We lack you know at times some toughness. We lack some you know making those right plays, those right decisions. I think they've watched it. I, you know, people probably say you know you'll go on social media and say I'm crazy. I just we improved the other night. You know, when they made the run, we stopped, we stood up and said no more. And we came back and had the game in hand. We just didn't finish. So we, you know, I, I would say we made improvement. That's pretty much without practice, um, you know, and, and you know, and there's some of that this late in the year, you get later in the year, it's, it is mental and understanding and learning. So, um, you know, so it's, it, you know, we're just trying to be positive, helping them. They're good, good young men, you know. Sometimes, you, you know, we tell them we love them, and we do, and we care about them. They're fun to coach. They, they want to do well. Um, now, I just hope they get rewarded. And, and, but there you – no one just gives you anything, especially in the Big 12. Uh, you have to earn that. Yeah, Bruce, so when Texas Tech takes you out of your, out of your offense, what, what happens then? You run kind of freelance, secondary options. What do you do? You move. Ball, you got to move the basketball. You got they they overhelp everything. Obviously, that's just their and they're, that's why they take charges. I think I just mentioned six charges last night. Um, they lead the country in that. They they switch a lot of stuff. I mean, ended up you know their five men can guard. I mean, they're one on one defense. They you saw it against Baylor, one of the best guards in the country. On uh, those last couple of plays, switched the ball screen. The five men just said, "Heck, not not today." You're not, you're not getting a shot off. You're not getting a, you're not getting by me. And uh, so you, you, you know, I think that, and this is a little bit for Marquise, I think, you know, cause he's so good with that ball and getting in there. Uh, but we saw it against West Virginia getting the charges. Um, you know, he's just gotta be, we want him to go, but he's got to go at the right time. So then he's got to realize people are coming and he's got to make the right play. You know, it's a, Yesterday, we just talked about moving that ball. And then they will pick up their intensity. They'll fight things. Uh, they get aggressive. Uh, they got depth. Uh, McCullough's very smart. Uh, knows how to play. Some of those other guys are veteran guys. Got, you know, some older guys, and, and they'll turn up the intensity. So, you know, the whole thing is you, you've seen some of their scores. Uh, you know, Tennessee, it was like first one to 40 wins. Uh, Iowa State, they were fighting to get the 50 win. You know, we beat them here with – Dean and those guys that year, I think 50 something to 40 something, you know, it's just, you know, we got to be prepared for that toughness. I thought our defense was better the other night. Obviously the last two possessions could have made the difference. Um, you know, we got to, we got to stand up and stop them and then see if we can move the basketball. Obviously it will help if we make some, 
some threes, I think, against them. I think it's if you move the ball, you're gonna those are the kind of shots you're gonna get. Kind of tell us what would a win <laughs> against Texas Tech do just for the confidence and morale of, of your group right now? Well, obviously we've had a bad stretch like we've talked about, but it uh you know, you're a team right now, if they were probably rated, I would think after what they've done the last, you know, they from the last week beating Kansas, beating Baylor, beating Oklahoma State. You know, they'd be a top 10 team now, I would think. So, you know, have that opportunity, um, you know, it, it would be great for our guys. And, uh, you know, what we've been through, uh, it would be a it would be a life, you know, just give us some life, some hope, um, you know, and that, you know, obviously you beat a top team like that, give you hope for moving forward and won't get any easier, as you said. They've got a tough stretch coming up. and But, uh you know, it's a, we've been in every game. If you look at the three games, it's eight points, and each one you had a shot to win or die. And uh, even Texas, it's you know, it wasn't totally out of reach, it's a little stretch, and that was with a depleted lineup. And and so uh, we're not that far off, but uh, the scores and the records, it, we're a long way off, so we got to find a way. And I just hope for their sake uh, – Staff sake, what we've been through, I hope some things go our way. But we got to, like I said before, no one's going to give it to you, especially in this, like, they could give a darn. If you had three players or four players, they're coming. They're not taking prisoners. They're going to come, especially this group. They're coming to, they're coming to kick your butt. So uh, you know, we're going to have to stand up and be men. And uh, I thought we did a little bit better, but, um, you know, not enough at the, at the end. So a couple of thoughts just real quick about what Bruce Weber just said. Uh, what really stood out was the charges that Texas Tech takes. They take the most out of anybody in the country. I know how K-State does like to drive to the hoop, especially with Marquise Noel. you got to be careful against a team like this. Also, you know, great to have Mike McGurl back. K-State looks like they'll be back at full strength. Shane Southwell is, uh, of course, as a coach, will be questionable for this one. Coming up next, number one song of the day. just a couple of days ago yeah that you brought up gary sharon that's right it was the third lead singer for van halen unbelievable that they picked this guy to replace sammy hagar from 1991 more than words by extreme x Treme. one week at number one ah only seven days yeah Rock band from Boston, Massachusetts that formed in 1985. They broke up and like Gary Sharon needed something to do. And like, oh, Mark Anthony was like, well, hey, buddy, we just lost our uh, lead singer and uh, Diamond Dave doesn't want to do a reunion. So we need a guy. And they were like, yeah, I think he would fit in perfect. And then they said, 
the first the first concert that they did with him as lead singer they saw him come out in the getup that he was going to do, and they go, we knew that was wrong. Michael Anthony, by the way. Michael Excuse, Anthony. Excuse I, I, That's twice now I've done that. I've mixed up somebody that has a similar name with somebody else. It's Friday, dude. You got your mind so far away. It's fine. It's actually fine. Michael Anthony. Yeah. The bassist. Bas- yes. Uh, but they, yeah, they said Gary Sharon came out of the dressing room, and Eddie Van Halen was like, oh, no. This is this was a huge mistake. Somebody called Sammy. Well, here's the deal. So I had never heard Van Halen like live with Gary Schroen, so I looked it up on YouTube. He sounds a lot like David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. Like there's kind of some similarity there. The guy is a talented singer. Like yeah. there's no doubt the dude can sing. He's got the chops, but it just like, uh, you know, what is a lamb and tuna fish? Just don't go together, man. So, well, the other guy singing with Gary Sharon, you've maybe never heard of him before, but Nino Betancourt, uh, he went on to be like, after Extreme, like he he also, he played on uh, Janet Jackson's Black Cat. Okay. Like he, he played guitar on that. That was a number one song. He was a touring guitarist for uh, uh, Rihanna. Okay. At one point. Uh, he has performed with Alter Bridge, Nickelback. Uh, he's like been all over the place with wow. like all of these famous acts. Wow! After Extreme, but wow. he's the other singer. Um, so Extreme was a pretty successful band in the early '90s. They sold 10 million albums. That's Ooh. all right. Uh, Spin Diddy named them the 67th best rock band in, ni- in the '90s. Uh, they they had a number one. A lot of those bands That's be- true. A- after them uh, didn't get to number one. Hmm. But they had five studio albums. This was their uh, first of two top 40 hits. This is their only number one. <laughs> so here's here's a piece of information. Their second studio album is named Porno Graffiti. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard 200. It went double platinum. Uh, this song is about a guy who loves a girl and knows she loves him, too. But he wants her to show it by more than just saying... I love you. Yeah. He's saying that if she would show him more affection and emotion, she wouldn't have to say she loves him because he he would already know. That's really complicated, by the way. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of drama. It does sound like a lot of drama. You sound like like high maintenance. You just, why not just say, hey, babe, can we like do it? (laughs) Come on, man. You know, you don't have to do that. Just say, come on, let's, let's Big, get it going. Big Steve, you've been with your wife for some time now, right? Yeah. Have you ever said, you know, if you would show me more affection no. and emotion, you wouldn't have to say you love me so much? No. No. <laughs> so we mesh pretty well. So, like, yeah. it's just one of those things, like, well, just in passing, just as I'm walking from one room to the next, like, I love you, babe. Yeah, I love you, too. And then just go about our... Our business. I thought you, I thought you were going to tell him because you know I've got a year and some odd under my belt. Uh, you don't you can't say stuff like hey uh, if you uh, would just you know uh, you wouldn't have to say I love you so much okay so step that game up that, that's yeah. like a one way ticket to divorce town okay <laughs> or at least a one way ticket to not getting any more <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly Spot end on. On the couch. <laughs> right on the money yo oh, god. Uh. 
this song actually took kind of their sound in a completely different direction because they were kind of known as like funk metal, you know, heavy bass lines and stuff like that. Uh-oh. Of course, nobody knows those songs, but <laughs> uh, they called it a blessing and a curse. You know, that made them a, a big band at the time more than words. It's a little bit softer stuff. But if you went to their shows, they didn't have a whole lot of soft stuff. Right. Uh, here's my p- favorite piece of this. If a song was used in The Office, I always bring it up, and it was used in an Office episode in Season 8 called Garden Party, when Andy, you know, he's trying to show off for his, bus, his boss and his, uh, his uh, co-workers, so he's trying to play this song with his dad, you know, because the, the video was out there of the dad and the other son. Josh Groban, right? Josh Groban, yes. <laughs> and uh, they start playing this song, and, and Andy's singing it way too high. And then the dad was like, well, why don't we get your brother in here? And then they start playing Rod Stewart's Forever Young. And Andy's like, oh, God, I'm a fool. I look like an idiot. Poor Andy, man. His dad was mean. Spin Diddy says, more than words is the ninth best rock song of the 90s. Ow. Okay. Number one, they said, was Creep by Radiohead. And... I, great song, but it's not number one. Swing and a miss there it for is the not not, number not, one for the entire decade of the nineties. Give me a break, man. If you're asking me what's number one, I mean, I think the go-to would be "Smells Like Teen Spirit," but yeah, I, I can't give you a number one without first putting together a top one hundred. Absolutely. So it's going to take a few years. Yeah, we're going to have to think about it, do some experimentations. But I mean, like. Inner Sandman's not in, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That's an iconic song. Inner Sandman is a top 10 for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? Creep? Long I View by Green Day should be on that list, too, it somewhere. Be somewhere on that list. Holy Dookie. Wars. Oh. That's my personal opinion. Oh, boy. That's not uh, a bad song. <laughs> well, many consider it the best metal song of all time. Oh, boy. Just, it might not be a. It might not be ninety. That actually is 80s. That's, that, that wouldn't fall in. Uh, I don't think Holy Wars is a 90s song. Also... That's Megadeth. Appetite for Destruction came out in 89, right? There was an 89. Oh, it is. It was 1990. Rest in peace. Uh, um, what'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, Appetite for Destruction is an 89. I want to say that was 89. Because I think it just, just barely misses it. Because, yeah. it, it, I mean, if it was 90, it's... Uh, welcome to 87. The oh, geez. Yeah. yeah never mind. Um, but come on. Creep. It's a great song. but And, and then... I don't know. I, th- there's just other Radiohead songs that are, are f- far better than Creep, I th- in my opinion. Let's just jump into Ask Us Anything. Are you ready? I'm ready, dude. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to know, what was your first job and how much did you make? I Okay, so my first job was washing dishes at the Morganville Cafe oh. every other Saturday for their uh, dinner specials. They'd have like a chicken fried steak buffet. It was amazing. I, that chicken sounds fried steak. The bomb, All dude. the food was great. And I made about 25 bucks every night. Nice. Dude, that sounds like the bomb. I was also like 13. Yeah. So that was pretty good cash. Cash, dude. I'm letting you down here. I was focused on this. What was the question again? Uh, first job, how much did you make? First job, uh, that would be at Sonic, <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I think it was ten an hour. Nice, what? that's good money. But I didn't like the management, so I left like a month. Well, working there. Well, I'm surprised you made ten an hour. Yeah. I mean, fast food's I'm a su- tough biz. Surprised you don't start minimum wage. Um, me, my first job was uh, Mrs. Clyde's over here. It, it, it's now knocked down. I was a dishwasher with uh, your cousin Paul. Me and Paul. Shout out to Paul. Uh, we were dishwashers and we made four twenty-five an hour. Oh God! 
Whew. For those that don't know, old DG and I, we go way back. Way, he way, was, way, way, He was way, present way. for my first beer. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> I, I, do. I definitely I do. I do remember that because we were like, how old's Mitch? Ah, screw it. <laughs> Well, nobody gave it to me. I just took it. Yeah, yeah. And you're <laughs> like, ah, whatever. You're just like, ah, that's mine now. Yeah, he was hanging out with the boys, you know? Uh, your least favorite character on your favorite TV show. For me, it is The Office, and it's Ryan, no doubt. But you said least favorite character on your favorite TV show. Uh-huh. Well, mine would be The Office. Um, I'm cool with Ryan. Um, if it was like a day-to-day character... Probably Kelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kelly, Kelly Kapoor, man. Kelly just didn't do it for me. Oof. Very annoying. Couldn't relate to the nah. to the character. Nah. Right now, I've been on a pretty heavy American Dad kick. They introduced a new character like a couple seasons seasons ago called Rogu. I just hate. It's not a good character. Oh no! It's like Roger's offspring or something like that. You know, it's all the ideas. I think they just didn't have time for in Family Guy. They're yeah. like, just do it They're on. They're starting American to Dad. jam them in and do American Dad. Yeah, it's, it's like, come on, guys. Uh, At least they haven't started with the cutaways. <laughs> I mean, Family Guy's a favorite of mine too, but it's yeah. like kind of like when I want to that potty humor, right? You know, not all the time. That's what you go for. Yeah, I hear you. I like that idea. Okay. Um. Hey, today on K Rock, the K Rock Morning Show, I asked, "What is a name that you hear that throws up red flags immediately?" For me, what do you mean? Like. When you hear the name, you immediately judge that like person. A, like, oh, like a person's name. Yes, like for me, it's Jesse. For either a boy or girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, Jessies are trouble. They're always getting in trouble, and they're good people, but they're always troublemakers, man. Trouble, 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 trouble. I think the same thing for Heather's. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had some bad experiences with Heather's. Uh, I wouldn't. Say- if I were to go bad, I, I, let me change my answer. Michaela. Michaela's. Michaela's are rough, dude. Rough. Bad. Mine is Kyle. I knew like four Kyles growing up, uh-huh. and all of them scumbags. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. All of them. All four of them. Shout out to Kyle's. Shots fired. Um, Last person you texted is your, now your crime-fighting sidekick. Who is that going to? Well, that'd to- be Ryan Hyatt. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Because we texted after the interview. Oh no, it would actually it would be my my girlfriend uh, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. She texted me. She texted me about uh, the Rock and having a ca- and uh, having that cameo and the other guys. Oh, I was like, nice. oh, I forgot about that one. That was a really good. It's a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I had actually last texted my mom, my uncle, my aunt, and my other uncle. So we got like the Avengers going on, too. We're, we're going to dominate. Wouldn't expect anything less from a Mexican family. That's right. Everybody's getting together on that 100 people. Well, it looks like our very own IT guy, Paul, here, because oh, I texted him last about stuff going on tomorrow. And you know they'd have gadgets. Dude, a we're big, taking over, man. A big Steve and Paul podcast. I would listen to that every day. I th- I'm talking fireworks, man. That is a hit. You want to talk about Tampa numbers? We got Tampa numbers. Big Steve and Paul. Pool. Would you do that? I mean, I'd be open to seeing something on paper. First. Oh my god! Yes, dude. That's all I got. Come, come up with the come up with the pitch. Come up with the script. You know, type it all out in your typewriter, and I'll uh, do it. You know, got to do it official, man. Yeah, Paul, I'll be a fish. Paul is unfiltered. Like, That's that the only thing. What's on his mind? That's the only thing. How are we going to keep him from cursing? That's the thing. Like it, terrestrial radio is just not the home for him. Podcast or uncensored. like satellite, satellite, satellite radio, satellite. ham 
Pirate radio is for him. IT guys are loose cannons. They are. And we got a real loose cannon here. Well, guys, we got a busy weekend at K-State Hoops. The first game up is the K-State men hosting number 19 Texas Tech. They tip off at uh, 11 a.m. Power, uh, no, Powercat game day, but pregame starts at 10 a.m. And then the K-State women in Lubbock against Texas Tech is at 2. And they got pregame starting at 1.30. Yeah. For Big Steve, for David G., I'm Mitch Fortner, at Mitch the Fort on Twitter. We're out. Have a good weekend.